we have you on here today, Paul. Well, because of the news coming from FC Barcelona and it's really just continued at you know breakneck speed. How not to run a football club should be the title of of Bartomeu and Sandro Rizal's title of their autobiography and workings at the head of FC yeah. Barcelona for the past few years, ever since the upheaval of the previous board. But for people who may not be aware, looking at a, at a club like Barcelona, and before we get into the details of Lionel Messi's contract, his father flying around the world, tapping up clubs, looking to meet with Pep Guardiola and whatnot, what is the situation at Barcelona? How is that club supposed to be run and how is it currently being run? Well, as you, as your your listeners are probably aware, Cuivin, Barcelona is one of the four clubs in Spain that's that's run by members, um, along with Atletico Bilbao, Osasuna, and Real Madrid, which pretty much means that the fans run the club. That sounds great in principle, but the reality of that is that it's only a select amount of club members that are entitled to vote and to uh, choose or elect a, a president. Um, the, the restrictions now on who can, who can put themselves forward to be a president are becoming more, more and more stricter. I think Florentino Perez has managed to amend the statues of Real Madrid, whereby unless you have uh, billions and millions of pounds to, to deposit, you're unlikely to be able to present yourself as, as a candidate. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, people look at Barcelona and they, they look at the model and they look at the, the, the sort of the... the the governance of the club, and they and they think, yeah, it's wonderful. It's run by the clubs, but the reality of it, it's it's run by you know sort of either businessmen or, or or individuals who sort of see the club presidency as a kind of a, a route for them in their political aspirations. Um, Bartomeu came into the club uh, some years ago. His 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 his, his uh, presidency actually expires next year, um, so we'll see club elections uh, in 2021. Um, I think Bartomeu himself will, will will sort of call elections. I think Marchi stands down uh, as as the uh, pre candidacy period takes over. So I mean Bartomeu's days are numbered as 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 president of Barcelona. Um, I mean he's obviously delivered some sporting success on the field. I mean the clubs have won. The club have been very successful recently in La Liga. Uh, obviously didn't win the recent edition of the competition, but have won the previous ones. Um, and have struggled somewhat in European competition, which is pretty much the yardstick for a lot of fans these days for for the, the big two in Spain. I mean, winning La Liga is kind of seen as somewhat secondary, I, I would say. Um, especially this year has... Quivin? Yeah, just especially year, with, the, uh, with the, you know, there was pretty success under Luis Enrique winning the treble, but this year being without any trophies, such a humiliating loss to Bayern Munich. It's you know quite understandable why a huge upheaval is probably necessary. Yeah, I mean this is the first year in 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 twelve where the club haven't won any major silverware, um, and this is a year too that's been overshadowed by a lot of scandal. Um, there's the the famous Barca Gate, which was the the thirteen ventures social media company that the club brought in um, to to basically create false uh, profiles on social media and to post. Favorable comments towards the presidency and towards the board of directors, and to post kind of sort of negative comments about the likes of Jared Piquet, Messi himself, um, and certain you know people in the media who would who would be detractors of the presidency. Then obviously you had the sacking of um, of uh, the, the former Bass manager Valverde, who 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 you know with the with the, to- with the club on top of the table was sacked in in January. Um, 
you know, obviously there's something way, way behind closed doors that we're not party to that, that was going on there. And obviously Kike Setien brought in. Then there was some very misfortunate comments from Eric Abidal where he talked after Valverde's sacking about basically blaming the players for, for you know, not, not sort of not putting in a shift in a lot of games. Um, so this is this has been a particular year t- already tinged with a lot of, um, so, you know, sort of grey shades. And there was, there was the whole thing about the the players trying to, the, the club trying to force the players to take a, a salary drop during the COVID experience. So it's been, yeah, it's been a particularly torrid time for Bartomeu and obviously the, the whole messy thing just in the last, you know, 12 days. It's really been a a, a very very uh, dark cast a dark cloud over the over his tenancy as club president. Yeah, it's you know going back to the Barcagate scandal. That's just it's mind blowing really that a, a president of of a club like Barcelona, an embarrassment of riches on the field, possibly the greatest player to have ever played the game, lining out in your colours. And you hire a marketing consultancy company to generate a load of bots on Twitter to trash him uh, in favour of making you look good. Is Bartomeu of such a thin skin that he makes Donald Trump look like an intelligent leader? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, again, and we talk about Bartomeu a lot of the time, um, and I think it's not necessarily Bartomeu the individual. I think it's the Bartomeu board. Um, um, obviously, Bartomeu may may be the one who has to sign off the checks, and and I mean the the, the Barca gate that we talked about earlier on, Quivin. I mean that's not gone away yet. Um, there's talk of a uh, a case being open against the club and 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 Bartomeu for for um, mismanagement and uh, paying six I think six hundred percent over the odds. So there's talks about mismanagement of club funds. And yeah, this is this is not going to end here. I mean, you've also already got um, members of of the of the club already starting to 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 create a lot of tension and and to, to asking Bartomeu to to stand down before the end of his of his tenure in in, in 2021. So I don't think we've had the end of Barca Gate or the 13 Venture scandal. Um, and obviously, the messy thing is another just another argument for for those detractors to use against Bartomeu and his and his regime. Is that? credence to the belief that some people had initially when Messi made his statement and announced that he wanted to leave the new Camp was he trying to play quite a, an intrinsically difficult political game by highlighting the issues that are there with the board that he has obviously had an issue with Bartomeu for some time dating back to even beyond the, the breaking of the Barcagate scandal he's aware of of the transactions that have been taking place, he's a fo- football, footballingly intelligent individual. He knows signing somebody like Paulinho and then loaning him back doesn't make sense in any code of or or any language whatsoever in terms of bettering the squad. Swapping Artur for Pjanic, these things seem to balance the books, but that money seems to only benefit individuals involved in the board. And Messi is sick of it, and he knows that if he is sold for seven hundred million under Bartomeu as head of the board, that money would continue to be squandered by him and filling his pockets. That's why he wanted to leave for free, or perhaps just not leave at all. Yeah, I mean, I think I think nobody uh, closes this this episode with any dignity. I think I think Messi has suffered himself, and I think Messi, obviously, his legal um, assessors. Will probably need to to kind of have, have a, a long hard look at themselves and the way that they, they interpreted the um, the contract. And this seems to be the whole, the crux of the issue. This famous June 10 
deadline that if Messi confirms to the club that he wants to leave, it had to be done then. Obviously, the 10th of June, there was La Liga was just about to come back. Um, and obviously, Messi, Messi himself claims he didn't feel it was the right thing to do. Um, and then there was there was there was talk about he had to give notice within ten days of the league finishing, which he deemed to be at the end of the Champions League, which is the, the natural uh, closure to the 20, uh, 2019-2020 season. So yeah, I mean he's he's been badly advised. I think his father came in at the last minute trying to I, I don't know. I mean, obviously his father is his, his, his agent and representative too. Uh, that didn't help matters. Um, Bartomeu has remained pretty much silent um, throughout the since the 25th of August when Messi did serve the bureau fax. Um, but even yesterday, I mean when, when after the the airing of the interview uh, at 6 p.m. here. Uh, the top story on the Barcelona website wasn't Messi's back or Messi will be with us or Messi, Messi decides to stay. It was continual returns to training. So, yeah, I mean, Barcelona themselves too. Are, every, every, everybody's sort of been cornered somewhat and it's, it's I think not, nobody's, uh, you know, been come through this in, in a dignified manner. I think Messi, Messi made the best of the situation. I think he realised he was, he was cornered and, uh, and his interview was reasonably impressive, but at the same time, you know... Um, it's, it remains to be seen how he'll be uh, treated by the fans when they come back. I saw there was a there was a, a poll on Ask this morning where 62% of 26,000 uh, votes um, were 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 basically saying Messi should have gone. So yeah, we we we'll have to sit, wait and see how how that transpires. Yeah, and just looking ahead, this, the La Liga season is to begin just next week. It's it's going to return like all all sports across Europe and the new leagues begin afresh we haven't had much time to even get our bearings in between the the end of the previous season but looking at this Barcelona team now taken charge by Ronald Koeman people know him I suppose this side of the world from his exploits with Southampton and Everton it's from from that perspective it can be seen as a bit of a, a downgrading option a man who has not really managed at any major top club or even anything close to a super club in Europe, but yet it has the top job at Barcelona. Yeah, I mean the thing is, Kuman um, Kuman is very well thought of uh, among Barcelona fans. Certainly those in their forties, fifties, and upwards. Um, he'll always be remembered as the 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 player who scored that famous goal at Wembley uh, in the Champions League final against Sampdoria to give the club the champ the the, the European Cup as it was known then. Um, and and he's, he he was very successful in, in his time at the club. He speaks Spanish. Um, He's, you know, he's regarded as a Barcelona legend, so he's he he'll have um, benefit on his side. Um, he did famously say uh, a couple of days after being unveiled as the new manager that he he only wants players who who are anxious to stay. Obviously, that's that's a reflection on the likes of Luis Suarez and maybe Vidal. But obviously, it was a it was a veiled um, barb, if you like, a, a Messi. Obviously, you know, Kuman would be aware that Messi was uneasy because, according to Messi, he's been he's been Telling Bartomeu all season long that this is his last. He wants to leave. He's he's he feels it's time to to stand aside. So um so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Kuman traditionally is famed as a kind of a sort of a hard nosed coach, uh, not from the same school as the likes of Kiki Setien, who was very much a a softly spoken kind of guy, a more conciliatory individual. Um, so yeah, I mean, the the season starts here next weekend. Uh, Barcelona don't actually play until the end of September. Their first two matches will be postponed because of their uh, their their involvement in the Champions League. So um, I don't know when we first see Messi. He's he's due to do his his kind of protocol PCR test today. 
with with a view to re returning to training on Monday. So um, Barcelona have two sh two friendly friendlies scheduled with Nastic next weekend and then against Giron on the 16th. So I think I think maybe on the 16th we'll we'll, we'll see Messi wearing the the 20 2021 shirt for the first time. Yes, one to look forward to, and one many Barcelona fans wouldn't have thought possible just a few short days ago. Yeah, on much. Ronald Koeman as well, he's quite rightly revered in in Barcelona quarters, winning Champions Leagues for the club, having th having that legendary status within himself, but also managerially wise, he took over Feyenoord, another club where he's respected beyond belief, after they suffered their largest loss in 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 their club's history. I was reading this just a, a few weeks ago, I think when Koeman took the job, and they lost 10-0 to PSV, their bitter rivals, the year before. Koeman came in, took charge. He also brought through some players that actually ended up being the core group of Dutch players uh, who went on to be part of Louis van Gaal's 2014 World Cup team. The likes of Stefan de Vrij, Turns Congolo, uh, Kevin Stroopman. These players ended up making their name under Ronald Koeman he brought them through and gave youth a chance how much do you think it's 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 going to be of a benefit to the likes of Anzu Fati Ricky Puig younger Barca players who previous managers Kike Setien certainly and Ernesto Valverde have not considered good enough to be playing week in week out yeah I mean that's 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 the the, the million dollar question is how how will Koeman um you know, react with the players. How will he interact with the players? Will he will he build the team around Messi? Uh, will he give Messi the captaincy? I mean, that's 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 probably the first um, major obstacle he has to deal with. I mean, will will Messi himself, you know, uh, just you know, say to the club, listen, I don't want to be captain anymore. Um, that's 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 for me is it will, will very much be an indicator of how things will will pan out. Maybe, I, mean, I think Koeman's a shrewd guy. I mean, you know, people can look at his, his at his managerial record and I think it's pretty mixed. But um, I, I think Koeman will realise that if Messi stays, he'll, you know, Messi's still a wonderful football player. He's, you know, still the best player in the world. Um, but I think Koeman will take no prisoners and I think I think he will try and bring the, the, the younger players through. Um, obviously, they're, they're going to lose the likes of Luis Suarez and Vidal who, who seem to be uh, destined for an exit. Uh, and he'll he'll know that you know he he'll have he'll have Messi for the next season. Obviously, come come January the first, Messi's then a, you know a, 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 a free agent. He can negotiate with other clubs. Um, so it depends depends what we see from Messi. I mean, there's so many question marks surrounding this. I mean, I think I think results will be a huge indicator too. I mean, if Barcelona are doing well and are are, are playing a nice brand of football, I think then straight away your, the fans will be a little bit more patient. But if they lose their first game at home to Villarreal and start to, you know, not convince on the pitch, um, Barcelona fans are very, very uh, sh short-tempered and short with patience, and especially after you know the upheaval the club's going through and, and has been through, uh, you'll you'll certainly you'll see you certainly see a lot of dissent from 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 coolies all around the world. Yeah, eating bread is very quickly forgotten in terms of Spanish football success. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going back to the board finally looking like an election is going to be happening next year the most likely candidate am I correct in saying Victor Font is the yeah, heir apparent yeah. to the to the presidency Victor Font obviously Victor Font is not from the same school as Bartomeu Bartomeu will name um, somebody from a you know a succession plan if you like um, 
and the 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 individual who was going to be everybody felt was was going to be um, you know if you like Bartomeu's candidate um, recently left the club so it, it still remains to be seen who Bartomeu will, will will nominate as his successor if you like a successor in inverted commas um, but yeah I mean I, th I think at the moment Victor Fon has got, I mean, he's got everything going for him um, he's got the you know the, 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 the this whole upheaval has has played right into his hands and he's, he's doing everything he can to I mean he's he's taking to Twitter every time there's a an opportunity Obviously, Xavi, uh, Xavi is, is, is um, his manager, if you like, every, every presidency. When there's an election, every president has either a new manager waiting in the wings or a new series of players that they have lined up to bring in as kind of their, their um, uh, kind of fanfare players. Um, so Xavi is, is, is on standby to come in as a manager. And I think every, every Barcelona fan would love to see Xavi in the dugout at Camp Nou. So yeah, I think I think at the moment everything is everything is going right for for the fund campaign, and I think a lot of it will depend. Even if Barcelona have a wonderful season, I think you know this this episode will linger long. Uh, people are not going to forget about it overnight. This is going to drag on, and it's and it's not going away, Quivin uh, at all. I think. I mean, like I said, come come January the first, Messi's a free agent. What will he What will he do? Um, everything points to Messi leaving the club at the end of the year. So that's 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 going to you know that, that's going to not go away either. There's going to be speculation about that the whole time. If Messi has a few disappointing performances, then you know fans may turn on him and say that you know he's, he's his heart's not in it anymore. Um, so yeah, there's, there's there's so many twists and turns and still question marks surrounding the whole episode that I, th I think this 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 is a one capital uh, one one um, uh, page in, in in a book that nobody knows how it's going to end. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to look like it's going to drag on and become a saga to envelop the entire season. Going to make it very yeah. difficult for Ronald Koeman to stamp his mark on the team, establish his own footballing philosophy when it's looking like you have a want-away superstar and you're not perhaps getting the mass amount of funds to rebuild a squad. Looking, Ivan Rakitic just left for his uh, favourite club of Sevilla. He's made a hometown return there. Looking like Barcelona have brought in uh, Gini Wijnaldum from Liverpool for 15 million euro. A good signing, but not of the spectacle that you expect Barcelona to be bringing in. No, and there's also the, the, there was speculation last night that uh, Memphis Depay is coming in from, from Lyon, which that would be a, a positive signing. But um, obviously the the um, the Wijnaldum thing with, with Koeman being Dutch and everything like that. And so yeah, I. I there's, like I say, there's so many question marks. Um, I think a lot of a lot of will a lot of how fans see things and how fans respond to things and how fans uh, react to things will be how how Barcelona perform on the pitch. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, football is, is all about results, um, and a, a coach and a club uh, are as as successful, you know, as, as simple as the ball going in or not going in. So I think I think that, that the results on the pitch and the performances. Um, will be very much under the microscope, and, and I think that will have some bearing on on how supporters respond to to Kuman. But yeah, it's going to be fascinating whatever way uh, it plays out, Kuvian, and, and certainly um, all eyes will be on Barca games, and, and especially uh, initially on Leo Messi, and to see how he how he behaves in training, how he responds to Kuman, how he uh, talks when he's when he's called upon by the media or by the likes of UEFA to. to to talk in press conferences, so yeah, it's 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 it really is it's fascinating, but it's a little bit sad, I think, at the at, at the end of the day too that this hmm. you know that Messi's time at Barcelona 
has ended with this pretty pretty dismal um, episode and dismal chapter. So um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's fascinating, but it's it is it is quite 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 sad at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly not becoming of. No. of the standard and, and legend that it has been Lionel Messi at Barcelona. Uh, before I let you go, Paul, uh, watching the Wales game the last day, I was, couldn't help but notice Gareth Bale was subbed off a- after 45 minutes. He had an abysmal performance. I think it was very few successful passes, zero dribbles completed. Is he a player who's just decided to no longer bother playing professional football and just see out his contract at Real Madrid? Is there a move possibly on the go for him? I think I think it's very complicated, Quibian, at the moment. I think mm. there's obviously the, the the pandemic has really made all clubs around the world tighten their tighten their belts and, and look twice before they they decide to commit to a player. Um, obviously, you know Bale's age; uh, he's still got a few years on his contract, and I think more importantly, his his, his salary. I think that's, that's the issue for a lot of clubs that they just couldn't match. Uh, his salary demands, and and it would be it would be it would it would certainly not be a safe bet. It would be it would be take like taking a risk, and I don't think clubs are in a position to take risks at the moment. So, yeah, I mean for the foreseeable future, I can see Bale um, on the bench, uh, sort of you know semi squad member, occasionally getting some some match practice, and uh, and yeah, he'll probably be glad that the uh, the Bernabeu will be empty certainly for the next few months. So the uh, the whistles and the white hankies are not out to to uh, to to voice their opinion on it on his performances but yeah it's it's another it's another sad situation to see a great talent um kind of spiral into this decline and this kind of you know this kind of negligence i guess yeah it's just very very sad to see because he has brought so much excitement to to la liga and of course he's been there when it matters for real madrid winning and scoring important goals in a champions league finals and semi-finals it is disappointing to see that those Great players, legacies can be tarnished very, very quickly by, well, personal conflicts, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Much, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Paul Reedy, Spanish football expert, journalist with uh, AS, the Spanish newspaper in Spain. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend and thank you for joining us on the Saturday Sports Show. No problem, Cleveland. All the best. Take care.